Hello and welcome to another episode of the Weekly Recap. This is episode 87. Uh, Nick and Jake are back this week talking about uh, craft beer and uh, everything that goes along with it. Uh, so since Jake hasn't been on in a couple episodes, we are probably going to do his yearly recap slash decade recap um, along with me, uh, just because we got a little bit into it last week, but we're uh, we're kind of rolling through. So the Sydney Crosby episode is underway. Jake, how you feeling? I feel good. I feel um, relaxed. I am kicking it back with a little bit of a local favorite in uh, Rainier. It's a... It's just like a, a standard. I'm pretty sure it's just a lager. It's like a Miller Lite esque. Um, you know, it, it's it's the Iron City of the Pacific Northwest. Oh, uh, obviously, a nod to Mount Rainier, which is in the state of Washington, that you can see from Seattle, which is pretty cool. But yeah, just uh, hanging out. You know, I haven't been on in a few weeks. Glad to get back to it. Um, I have. Uh, I like how you 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 called it the the. Uh, the decade recap, like I've been able to drink for like three of the years that the decade <laughs> has been going on. Well, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be just craft beer. I mean, we've, uh, you know, we've been alive for the last decade at least. Right. So <laughs> that's true. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been drinking for the majority of the decade. Um, <laughs> Under, under wraps percentage um, wise let's let's say yeah yeah uh you know not always my finest moments we do um, not condone underage drinking please no, do not do that in, um, in no way um and and i actually just i lied to you there i never i i never consumed alcohol until i turned 21 and i'm as i'm sure everybody who's listening to this uh did correct yes i can attest to that all of our listeners are of age and none of them are deviant youths who drank under. Yeah, right. None, yeah, exactly. None of them ever <laughs> drank alcohol before they turned 21 either. No, um, no. I fully believe sure. that. We are a good, wholesome that, family that's show. That's everybody around the world. You know, I'm sure that you know everybody's a, a saint. Or well, a, I guess. Uh, and the other thing is, too, though, so growing up. certain places don't have a drinking age, per se. So, or they have younger drinking ages. So... Maybe you were just in Europe for a little while drinking. Well, I've, I went to Wisconsin when I was about 20, I want to say. Yeah. Wisconsin um, is and 21. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're drinking. There's a lot. Yeah. But there's, a, there's also a law, I think in certain areas, if you're, if you're supervised by an adult over the age of, I guess, 25, um, then they can, they can supervise as you have like a beer so i went to a bar with some people uh when i was visiting a friend in uh, milwaukee and went in as a 20 year old didn't really have to show my id uh maybe i did have to show my id to prove that i was at least like you know 18, 18. or something yeah. yeah right so uh and i That's was with, wild though you know, i've some, never heard this story some older people yeah yeah it was like a i mean so the story goes um one of my friend's aunts, um, her goal or like, I don't know her on her bucket list is to go to the, the oldest bar in every single state in the United States. Kind so, of a cool idea, I guess. Some, yeah. And some of the, some of them are sort of up for debate. Like, you know, there's, there's some fighting among certain bars in certain states where like, no, we started first. No, we started first, you know, whatever. 
but I guess there's a list that somebody came up with, like calling out all the specifics. Um, and she, she saw, read an article about it and was like, you know, I'm going to try to do this. That would be cool. <laughs> um, so she found the one in, in Wisconsin and it was pretty close to where we were staying in Milwaukee. Uh, I, I completely forget what the place was called. I can see it right now. I know exactly what it looked like, but, uh, give me a thousand guesses and I, I won't get the name. It's probably like some, you know, some last name or something. Yeah. Like Johnson's pub or something. Yeah. Right. 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 (laughs) But we, I walked in, uh, I think I, I think I did have to show my ID, uh, and you know, just ordered like a Miller light, like a classic 20 year old. Right. Then followed that up with like probably seven Jager bombs. Yeah. More than (laughs) I, more than I should have not at that bar, but like later on throughout the night, we went to like a, you know, um, college party or something. Uh, I was cool in college. Oh, uh, were you? Not so much. Not so much anymore. <laughs> Drinking alone. I'll be, in the, your... <laughs> uh, I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. Drinking yeah. alone in your living room. <laughs> no, you're among yeah, friends. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, uh, I have definitely uh, regressed. I will say that. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So that was, that's a cool story. And, and that's a cool thing for somebody to, to get involved with. And, um, I've seen her a couple of times, I think since the last time or since, since that time that we went to Wisconsin and, uh, I'm not sure how much progress she's made, but I think she was somewhere around 15 or 20. That's still pretty good though, which is really good. Yeah. I mean, you can knock out probably a lot of the new England States and the East coast pretty quickly. Right. If you're going um, like, obviously you could do like the one West trip. coast mm-hmm. is more difficult, right? Cause, cause you, you, have to figure most of them are in in odd locations yeah maybe the ones on the east coast are in like bigger cities or something but think about a state like north dakota i I wouldn't even know i i couldn't venture to guess where the oldest bar in north dakota is located right i don't even know what the capital of north dakota is so you would figure like the oldest bar in pennsylvania has to be in philly right yeah you or or yeah somewhere like it's not gonna be pittsburgh but I mean, no, it has to be Philadelphia. East, it's got to be somewhere like Revolutionary War, like you know, that kind of thing. New York's probably got a billion of them that are that have been there forever, that have changed names thirty-seven times, but are still a bar. Same with, yeah, I mean, same with Massachusetts. Like all the all the big like colonial states. Yeah, um, yeah, have them in like the the probably bigger cities. The ones that I would be afraid of would be like the ones in the South. <laughs> like like South Carolina's probably got like this confederate flag on the wall like oh, you know <laughs> for sure, for sure. if it's not like painted on the door right yeah like it's probably some sort of speakeasy that nobody knows about and it's like super dingy and like <laughs> yeah and, and i guess the 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 problem is as she described it it's you don't know when these places are going to close so i think the bar that we went to it was they had, someone had started to go fund me to keep it going because they were going to close it down because it was just, I don't know, too expensive to upkeep or, you know, more obviously if you're not making that much money. I mean, you can claim that you're the, the oldest bar in Wisconsin, but like, what does that really get you? Yeah. You you're know? not getting notoriety. How many people that? are going to be like traveling across the country just to go to that bar? Right. You, you got, know? you got Billy Bob on a Wednesday and they're at noon drinking because you know, it's yeah, his local there's bar. clearly the regulars wearing, you know, leather jackets and, and like, 
Packers gear from the seventies <laughs> right. and stuff. They're all smoking like in the bar. <laughs> right. And, and you know, they know the bartender by name and, and he's already pouring their drink before they set foot in the place. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, he well, or she, you know, here comes Jim. He's going to sit down. He's going to want his, you know, Milwaukee's best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he, they just, they set two drinks in front of them because they know that they're going to order another right off the bat. But, um, a, a cool thing to like, think about, like you could, you could do, or you could attempt, I guess, to do something like that for breweries, but I don't know. I mean, it, it would probably take some, some legitimate research to, to figure things like that out. I mean, you have your your old timers, the staples, uh, but none of them are craft craft breweries, right? I mean, if if we want to stick to the theme of this podcast, I don't recommend going to the breweries that are the oldest in every state because you're probably just going to get an average beer. Yeah, yeah. The I mean, newest I one, it. the newest one, that would be you know. I mean, obviously there are new ones popping up all the time, but right. I think um, something like. In November in Pennsylvania, there were 38 or something like that that opened. I mean, that's the whole state of Pennsylvania. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's probably a little bit inflated, but that's insane. That's more than one a day. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, <laughs> this is why, you know, early on when we had this discussion, I said that there's going to be a tipping point because that type of growth is just not sustainable. Oh God, no, no. And you see it already with like Enix closing and, um, there are like some other ones that have done like different things to stay afloat. And those may or may not work. I mean, there's some, there's some legitimate business ideas that come out of that, which are great. Like couches, bingo night, right? That's one that's like, they're known for that. But, these places that are doing like, you know, the, the rec leagues and, you know, stuff like that, they're just gimmicks to get people in the door on a Wednesday or whatever. Like not, not to say that Cinderland's is a bad idea there because they did announce that they're doing a rec league on Wednesday nights. <laughs> I just read an article about that, but the, um, but yeah, there's, there's some like gimmicks that you're throwing out there just to stay afloat. That is not your product, you know? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think everybody has like a, you know, this, this rose colored view of, of what it's going to be like when they open their own brewery and, and it probably starts out like pretty well. I mean, usually you get a pretty good reception when you're a new brewery starting out, regardless of where you are or your product Um, sometimes. Yeah. And, and it's tough uh, to, to sustain that in, in, a lot of cases, I mean, you, you know, you don't, there are slow times, like, you know, maybe you didn't account for another, another brewery opening up down the street who makes, you know, better product than you or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why people go out of business and maybe some people aren't, you know, great at the business side of things. You know, I think that's, that's something that is so, uh, it, it's harped on a lot in, you know, going through engineering school and stuff. It's like, you know, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room or have the best idea. But if you can market it and if people want to buy it, then you'll be successful, right? It's not, it's not always, you know, the people who are building the Facebooks of the world and stuff that, that make it. It's the people who are making, I don't know, smaller versions of that, that can, can get the word out and and maybe partner with somebody who is good at the business side of things. Right. Right. Um, 
who, who end up ultimately being successful or being successful for a longer period of time. Or um, yeah, or you're the you're the first of a certain type, or you know something like yeah, that. Yeah, and the like, Facebook the Facebook example is probably not the best example to use there because that was you know that's a revolutionary once in a in a thousand year idea, kind of that that revolutionized the way that people do business and communicate with each other. Right. Right. Absolutely. But but as far as like you know. Uh, restaurants or, or, you know, bars, breweries, whatever you want to talk about. Like sometimes it's not, it's maybe not the person who has the best food or the best beer, but somebody who can market it and, and get their, get the word out and, and create a, a lot of buzz. You know, they usually go one, you know, uh, hand in hand, right? Yeah, Where yeah, absolutely. You There's... make the best beer, you have the, the biggest following, but it's not always the case. I mean, there are places that, that are ridiculously ridiculously successful and bend that I don't really care for, but I know why they're successful because people want to go there. They have a good location. They have a, you know, cool outdoor area. They just kind of have a good vibe in there. You know, they have a lot of different options. Uh, they, they cater to not just individuals who want to go buy beer. They cater to families. They do this and that, whatever. It's, it's definitely interesting to see how people are, are sort of combating the, uh, I think the the over uh, competition that has has been created by so many breweries opening up in such a short amount of time. Right. And I I think that a a lot can be said for the amount of beer drinkers in the U S just in general. Uh, I was reading an article earlier this week about um, like the overall craft sector is only at like 13% of beer drinkers right now. So there's still room for craft to grow. It's just maybe the, the answer is not 37 breweries on one city block, you know, or all this competition. I, I, and I hate to say competition too, because a lot of it is community. It's not competition. Right. But it, but like, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we do talk about how, how communal it is. And, and I think that that's, what's so cool about it is that no, it doesn't feel like competition, but, there is competition, like in terms of the numbers, in terms yeah. of the financial side of things. There's competition. You, yeah, right? you have to. Everybody have wants to, to be it, more yeah. successful than everybody else, but they, you know, they're not going to be upfront about that, right? It's not like, it's not like when you go on, sh- like you see Shark Tank, and people are like, I'm, I want to, I want to beat out everybody who's doing this, or I want to, you know, I want to make the best app out there. I want to do this, that, whatever. It's cool that you can, you can coexist with a lot of other people who are doing similar things, but. At the end of the day, everybody wants to be the best. Yeah, no, absolutely. You, know, you want to be the, the most. What's the goal? It's to get bought out for a billion dollars. Right. You know? I mean, maybe that's <laughs> not the goal for everybody. Maybe it's to just exercise creative freedom or whatever it is. But you, <laughs> I mean, you, you're not going to talk to a brewer who's not like, yeah, I want to make the most money that I can make doing what I'm doing. Right. right? Or, or, or. At the end of the day, it's maybe still beat a out business. People who are down the street. Yeah. Right, right. And and I, this is sort of one thing that I wanted to talk about. You asked me before the podcast what what I wanted to bring up, and we sort of walked right into it. Um, so I, I was out last weekend uh, with a friend that was visiting, and we, we went to, uh, like you're saying, a city block that has, you know, not 30 breweries on it, but three in lit- like literally back-to-back-to-back. Yeah. Within, within 50 yards of each other. Wow you know, effectively, I mean, maybe a hundred or so, but there's, 
a brewery, there's a parking lot, there's another brewery, there's a street, there's a building and another brewery on the other side. So, I mean, this is all within, you know, you can, you can walk the entirety of that strip of breweries in, in 45 seconds. Or wow. Something, yeah. Right? See that, that. So I guess to equate it to something in Pittsburgh, I would say maybe like 11th hour Cinderlands and burgers. Yeah, but even that, like that's those still are, a little bit spread out. Yeah, much more spread out. Yeah, I mean, and there's a couple of other locations, like uh, you could say, like Hop Farm and and Full Pint and Roundabout, or uh, yeah. or maybe maybe similar to that. But Bend is is also it's a small area, right? And and they don't have a lot of uh, industrial uh, sort of groupings of buildings, right? So it's it's mostly residential, and they have some some areas that are a little bit that lend a little bit more towards uh i'm jealous <laughs> towards uh like you know restaurants and bars and stuff like that sure and, sure. and there's there's a downtown area that has a bunch of that stuff as well but I, the whole time i'm there i'm thinking you know like this is great for the people that want to do this stuff but how like how does it really affect the people who are running these breweries right does it you know, did, did, did the other two, so, so there was one that opened up, uh, seemingly like probably five or 10 years after the original two opened up. I, I, I would imagine that Sun River and 10 Barrel have been there for quite some time. There's the one in the middle, which is Boss Rambler, uh, that just opened up in the last eight months or so, six, six to eight months. Oh, wow. Okay. So, you know, are they like truly promoting the community there or are they like, you know, you're going to be taking away from our profits. And the the thing was, you know, 10 barrel has such a big following and, and, you know, you say what you want about them being big beer, but they do a lot of cool stuff in, in the area. And that's, what's, that's what I find so interesting about them is, is sure they're owned by like big craft beer, but when you're going to the location in bend, either location they do a lot of like funky stuff that you'll never see in large distribution which i really like you know so so they're 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 making the stuff that you see everywhere and you can buy all over the country but they're also doing enough enough cool stuff locally that you don't get bored of it and and you're not you know just drinking the same five beers right and i and i think that that's probably pretty common for places like stone and ballast point and uh, you know, Great Lakes, they, where they, they have, and Sierra Nevada does, does a big, uh, uh, sort of section of their business where they're like developing new things. I'm sure Sam Adams does, does similar stuff, but I, that's what I like to see. I mean, at least they're not just like completely selling out to the point where they're only making the, the same eight beers over and over and over again. And they're, they're trying different things. And they're, what's, what's cool about 10 barrel is they promote the people who brewed the beer, right? So these, these people are creating the recipes, right? And they're, they're brewing it themselves. And there's probably eight to 10 of them uh, that, that mix it up and stuff. And they say like, you know, this was brewed by this person. And sometimes they're working there. Sometimes they're doing different things to promote the stuff that they're making. But to get back to the main point is, you know, it's, it's cool if you're into craft beer and you really want to get to all these different places, but it's like a novelty and it can kind of wear off if you've been to these places a couple of times. And, and I guess what's cool about Bend is it, it's a seasonal sort of economy, right? So you're not getting people, you know, there are a lot of people that live here. I mean, I wouldn't say a lot. There's I think a hundred K is, is the population. Sure. 
but you have enough people who are who are only coming for a weekend or a week for vacation or something where that's like a really cool thing to do. So I, I guess my feelings on that are it's cool if you're only going to be somewhere for you know a few days or something, so you can hit a lot of places very quickly. But for me, the like I said, the novelty of it wears off after a couple of times going there. And it's like, you decide what your favorite is and you kind of just go there and, and you block out the rest of it. Which I think is fine. I honestly think that like for the locals that are there all the time, you want to have that spot that you can always go to. Right. But at the same time, I get what you're saying where it's, it's, it's gimmicky. It's, it's touristy to, to want to hit all these places. Or if you're traveling through and you want to, see what the local beer scenes like. You may not get as good of an idea from hitting all three of those close knit or the, you know, the close quarters breweries and just getting like a pint at each, you know, you're not really picking up the vibe. You're not really hanging out long enough to make a decision on it. You're just kind of there to check the box. Yeah. And, and it's a unique place because you don't see this everywhere. I mean, as many breweries as we've talked about that are in, you know, Boston or Chicago or LA when I was there a couple of weeks ago or, you know, Portland, whatever it is, you don't get something like that. I mean, I, I don't know of another place that has three breweries within shouting distance of each other. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's just cool. I mean, it's, it, it is cool. You know, for me, I have a favorite of the three and I pretty much just go there because I think the beer is better than the other two, but, um, shout out boss Rambler. Oh, but nice. All right. I was going to ask. Yeah. I, I do. I actually do like, I like 10 barrel. Um, if that makes me a sellout, then that makes me a sellout. But, um, it's usually just too crowded in there for me. They have, they have good food and stuff. And that's, that's a, another thing that a lot of the, the bend breweries do is they have, the majority of them, I think, have food on site. Some of them will do food trucks and stuff like that, but it's it's mostly like fully established places that have been around for like you know a decade or more. Yeah, yeah. and they they have a, a kitchen. They've made enough money to, to develop into something that's more than just people going and drinking beer. So yeah, that's uh, that that's all I have to say about that topic. Um, <laughs> all right, Forrest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just, it, yeah, right. Um, it's, it's, it's something to look out for. I mean, it, it's kind of cool when, when you come across stuff like that, because again, you're not going to see that anywhere else. No, no. And that's what, yeah, that's, what's interesting about it for sure. So it just, it creates a different sort of culture. And, and that's the thing is like, even with those three being there, it's not like those are the only three in the entire town. Like you can drive five to 10 or, or Uber Right. Yes. Uh, Arrive alive. Been drinking. Uh, you can Uber to another couple locations where there's, you know, something sort of similar even within the town of Bend. Right. I mean, there's there's like eighteen to twenty breweries in Bend and the surrounding towns, and they're all they're all pretty close to each other because it's not. I mean, it's not that big of a town. There's there's definitely some space when you get outside of it, but. Um, it, it's, it makes things fun. You know, it makes things interesting, especially when you're only here for a short amount of time and you want to take advantage of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, it is a, but it, gets boring. It, it does get boring. It does get boring. I, I, I acknowledge that. I mean, I, I've, I've sort of exhausted my, uh, my time here 
and I'm ready, ready to definitely move on and uh, see some new things down in California. Um, but it's definitely it's it's a place that I will I will recommend that people try to go to. You know, in the Pacific Northwest in general is is it's beautiful. It has a lot of really good food, drinks. Um, the atmosphere is awesome. There's a lot of you know cultural things going on as well. Yeah, and I mean, it Ben it, like they advertise it as one of the most or the most breweries per capita in the U.S. Right? Yeah, the most craft breweries per capita. Yep. So, I mean, you have to. I, it, I would say it seems like you you would think back on your time in Ben fondly, um, especially in the craft beer realm, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's obviously not, uh, I, I, it really doesn't feel like there's a lot of breweries there that are like these hype train breweries, right? Like there's not yeah, a lot it, of, it never feels like, I'm not sure that that's the type of culture that like this place in general has, you know, that they, you'd probably get some people to go to some can releases and things, but I don't, you're not going to see a line out the door. I, you know, maybe, Maybe you would if you had a, a brewery that got a, a lot of notoriety, but it's it's more just kind of a relaxed place than than even Portland, which is only a couple hours away. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, it, it seems like they're they're very um, like the places are good at what they do, but nobody's nobody's flocking there, or you're not you're not shipping beer three times a week to people on the internet who are saying, Oh yeah, I'll trade you this. I'll trade you that. Like that, that kind of stuff. It's not, it's not your other halves, your monkish, your, you know, the trillions yeah, and tree house. Yeah. yeah right, that, like right. it just doesn't seem like that. They're like household names. Right. So, no, and, and a lot of them do, you know, pretty big distribution and you'll, you'll see it in a lot of like safe ways and things like that, which is cool. And, and that's another thing that's great is, if you don't feel like going to the brewery, you can still, you can still drink good beer and, and the accessibility, uh, of all these things is, uh, I think, I think definitely promotes the, the, the culture a little bit more. Um, you know, there's, it's fun to go and stand in line and drink a lot of beers with a lot of people who are trying to get stuff, but, it can be tiring at the same time. Yeah, you know, no, there's, there's a to, limit for that. Sure. Sometimes you want to just be able to get a really good beer in the supermarket or or just at a bar that not a lot of people are going to be hanging out in. Yeah, no, and, I, I agree. You know, that's that. It, this is sort of a perfect place to do that. So that, I guess, in conclusion, this is really my uh, long-winded uh, promotional <laughs> speech about uh, Bend, Oregon. But. Um, so I think we can move on. Let's let's move into my uh, you know yearly review, decade review as well. I think this podcast has been going long enough uh, that you, people have probably heard about my like decade in review mostly. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I don't think we really focused on here. that anyway. So. <laughs> Um, as far as, you know, what were the parameters for you guys to describe what your year in review was like? Is there, is there a, a, a well, track here that I need to follow or not particularly? I know we talked with Ryan last week, uh, from field by hops. Um, he was, we were kind of, you know, bouncing back and forth, like uh, talking about stuff. And so we, we kind of hit on like the big beer festivals that we went to and, 
the um, the best beer, the worst beer of the year, that kind of thing, um, that we were all pretty terrible at because you know nobody remembers every beer that they drank. But uh, but yeah, that was kind of our our conversation on it. So I don't think that it's anything specific. But if you have anything in mind you want to talk about, let's do it now. You know. So there's um the the one thing I will say is we did a lot this year in regards to beer, right? And all of it was pretty good, I would say. I don't think that there was really anything horrendously bad that happened in craft beer that was just like, you know, crazy, you know, as far as like involving us. But mm-hmm. the um No, so uh yeah, I mean I- it's it's been a really good year uh for me uh in the the craft beer realm i've been to oh man if i had to ballpark probably like 25 new breweries that's a big list if not more i would have to you know i'd have to tally them out but between all the breweries i've been to in bend right i've been i've visited pretty much every major city on the West coast. And I think in every single one of those cities, I went to at least one new brewery. Um, well, so let's start there then. What was your favorite brewery of 2019? Favorite brewery that that's tough because there were, if you're talking, so, so I'll, I'll answer that twofold. The the new brewery that I went to that had the best beer, I would have to give to Great Notion. Okay, in Portland, um, they because it, it's you know it really matches my style of the hazy IPAs, and we've we've talked ad nauseum about a- them. SAT word there, right? <laughs> and uh, and they're still incredible, and I can't wait to get back out there. Um, Hopefully at least one more time before I leave the area, probably for good, if I had to guess. Um, I mean, I'll definitely, I think I'll go out of my way to visit Portland again uh, in the future, like, you know, five, seven years down the road, if not sooner than that, if, if I can convince some people to go out there with me, because it really is probably my favorite new city that I visited this year. Um just because of how much cool stuff they have going on. Uh, it's a, it's really like a beautiful city there. There's a million things to do. Um, very like culturally diverse. There's a lot of different things, you know, I'm, I'm big into sports and stuff like that. They have a lot of, you know, theater and, and the arts and, and cool shit like that going on, you know, in addition to the beer scene. Right. So great notion definitely takes the cake for, for best beer in a new brewery that I visited this year. Um, as far as the coolest new brewery, sort of just like, you know, vibes wise, if I can say that on this podcast, don't, um, the vibiest new brewery I've been to <laughs> is, God, I hate you. <laughs> I, so we went to this place in, and I wish that I had spent a little bit more time at this, uh, the brewery that we went to in San Diego called half door, half, um, half door, half door. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah so. Didn't didn't get anything. I'm not sure if they if they sold cans of any of their stuff or anything, but it was it's this like old colonial looking house with these massive pillars 
that's like in the heart of San Diego. And it looks so out of place because everything else looks pretty, you know, it's like around skyscrapers and stuff. And it's just, it's like sort of carved out in the middle of the street. That's pretty close to uh, the the baseball stadium. And there's like a a park and the ocean's like right down there. Um, San Diego is also like the most beautiful city that I visited this year because it's 65 to to 80 and sunny all year every round. single day there. Yeah. Right. So if you ever want to, if you ever want to live and this is how I described it to somebody else. Um, if you ever want to live anywhere else in the country, don't move to San Diego. Cause you'll never want to leave. <laughs> it's that, it's that nice. And the people there are beautiful. Like, you know, you just see <laughs> people walking down the street, like, like just attractive people move to San Diego. Cause it's just so fucking nice there. Yeah. Um, well, duh. Right. <laughs> and it's, be- it's that's better. Why, than that's LA. why I'm it's, not it's there. Pretty much the same. <laughs> I'm sure that it's a little bit cheaper than LA, like across the board, just because LA is stupid expensive. Um, probably not that much cheaper, but d- I think if I had to, uh, if I had to move there for any reason, uh, I would not have any qualms with that. But half door, it was the beer was pretty good. If I remember, I had uh, I think I had like a lager and I had an IPA or something like that. And I thought that it, maybe I mentioned it during the episode where we sort of reviewed my trip to Los Angeles. But um, it's such a weird, unique kind of place uh, in in this massive city. You know, I mean, I don't know how many people live in San Diego, but it's got to be up close to like a million in the city limits and um, probably into the one and a half to 2 million range with, with all the suburbs and stuff. Um, so I would say that those, those two would be my favorite. Um, <clears throat> I got to give a shout out to Ben. I mean, I, I really have enjoyed my time here and um, places like Crux, which um, <clears throat> I was just at last weekend, boss Rambler, uh, give a, a shout out to them. And, uh, I, I go to Deschutes a lot as well. Deschutes is, is one of the bigger craft players and really in the country. I mean, when you think about beers that you see everywhere all the time, Deschutes is one of those. Um, and they have a, they have a really cool tap room and they have a production facility that's pretty close by to where, uh, I was living for, for a bit. Um, Definitely, if you get a chance to come out to the Pacific Northwest and, and visit Bend, if you're into skiing or hiking or anything like that, it's it's a great place to hang out. It's not too too crowded. Um, so yeah, I mean that I would say that those those are my top two uh, breweries for the year. When it comes to specific beers that I had throughout the year, I don't know if I could necessarily narrow it down. I'm not sure if you guys if you guys picked one specific beer that you liked more than any of the others. Yeah, I did. Um, um Alex and I both did. Um, just it would uh, like, probably take me, it probably take me a bit to, to come up with that. Um, I had one of the weirdest and most delicious beers I've ever had at great notion. It was blueberry muffin. It was a blueberry muffin sour. It tasted exactly like a blueberry muffin. <laughs> and I always appreciate when, when they give a description or they call it something and they're like, this is a blueberry muffin sour. Like it needs to, to taste like that. Like if you're going to, if you're going to go for that, you need to really commit and make sure that you're not just claiming that that's what it tastes like. Uh, but they, they really executed extremely well on that one. Um, had a lot of good beers that, you know, like monkish, 
Uh, I visited a lot of breweries uh, in in the Bay Area as well this year. Um, Fieldwork is doing a lot of cool stuff. Um, a lot of similar stuff to to um, Great Notion in a lot of ways. I think maybe not so heavy on the sours, but they they have a good variety of stouts, things like that. Um, got to some some places out in Oakland, and uh, you know I, I had some craft beer in Vancouver, and you know sort of all over the place when I was in the West. Um, it was just, it was a good traveling year for me. I mean, I, I got to take advantage of, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be able to travel a little bit with, with my job moving me out here and, and not necessarily being a, a, a resident uh, and being able to travel a little bit. Going back to Boston, I love Trillium. Uh, anytime somebody hands me a Trillium, I have like a you know really annoying grin on my face when that happens uh i went there a couple of times yeah i mean it's just it's still my favorite brewery in the country uh and i will i will like fight anybody that wants to you know i i had it a a few weeks ago at uh the holidays with eddie and our cousin eddie and it's just so good it's so good it's so no it is absolutely it's, you know, unless, I guess, unless you hold on to it for like, you know, three or four months, but if you, if you have it within a couple of weeks of them canning it, it's, it's just delicious. It, everything that they make, I, I really don't think I've had a bad beer from there. And, you know, maybe it's not my you know favorite style or anything like that, but they, everything they make is super high quality. There's a reason that they keep opening locations and are seemingly taking over the Northeast. Yeah, no, I hundred hundred percent agree. I, I'm the same way with them. Anytime you get a trillium, it's a treat. You know, there's no, there's no bashing them. There's no bad experience with the beer itself. Um, I will say to piggyback off of this conversation, the um, the brewery that I was most impressed with this year was I, I got to give it to the answer just because it was so wild walking into that place. Like we got there early on a Thursday. It was juice day. You know, they're canning up the, the crawlers and there's like six or eight people hanging out. Wasn't real packed, but the bar was full. Right. And so it was just a, a neat experience because it was like the first time that I had really experienced a brewery like that because they're in like a strip mall. Right. Totally unassuming on the outside. You go in the like they're they're on the back half of the strip mall, so you go around back and you park in the parking lot, and it's like walking up. You're like, are, are, is this a brewery? Like, what's going on here? And but you go inside. People the the people were super friendly. Um, you know, we had driven all morning from Pittsburgh to get there because we were going to the Vale, and like everything was just awesome. We got a couple of flights. I got a full pour, you know, we got six or eight crawlers, you know, it was just a a great time. And one of the things that I didn't find out about until after we had already left and, you know, we were, this was months later, they have a giving tree there. And I don't know if you heard about this or if you know anything about this, but basically people bring beer from all over the country and you put it on the giving tree and anybody can go and just take whatever they want. So it's, it's like this crazy, like craft give and take, like you obviously you want to replace whatever you're taking with something, but 
apparently there's just this like unwritten rule that whatever you decide, you know, you can you can pick it up and you know swap it out with whatever beer you have to drop off or whatever that kind of thing. And there's no like cost involved. It's not like a you know you have to buy a ticket or anything like that. It's just there. And one of my friends got a uh, triple Julius off of it. And I mean, he dropped like a dancing gnome, like underscore or something, you know, but it's basically just like a cooler that they have set off to the side with beer in it. And you can just like walk up and, you know, swap out. So it's just, yeah, that's wild. Cool. I mean, that, that sort of goes, the, the idea behind it is really cool. Again, you, you don't really know what you're getting or, you know, when certain things were canned and stuff like that. So it's, it, there's a little bit of risk involved, but it is cool to just have access to because the answer is a big name all over the country, really, at this point. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that you get people who are traveling from, you know, the West Coast, Midwest, wherever it is, bringing some some cool stuff and exchanging it. Um, I that That's definitely a place I need to get to. And that is in Richmond, correct? Yes, yeah. They're in Richmond. They're about 10 minutes from the Vale's original spot. Um, but there's also, like, Scott's Edition is a, a section of Richmond that's kind of like what we were talking about. There's like eight breweries in five square blocks of the city, you know, like it's crazy. But, um, but yeah, so we went down for the Vale's anniversary this year and the Vale is super awesome too. They're like packed all the time, just great beers, really cool aesthetic. And they, um, like for the anniversary, they do a bunch of different like glassware every day and, different rare bottles that you can get every day of the week and stuff like that. So they're like pumping out a ton of beer for it, but that was probably my highlight of the year, to be honest, as far as beer goes that, and like we went to a couple of juicy brews. I went to good vibes for the first time, which was incredible. Um, that's where I had my best beer of the year, which was the, uh, three chiefs and equilibrium collab called players. Um, like I said last week, but there, yeah, like it was just a really cool trip, and I mean, we were only there for literally less than twenty four hours. It was like twenty hours we were there. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's what's cool about trips like that is you you have to prioritize the best of the best, and almost always it comes through. You know, and I've been on some pretty quick trips. You know, drive up Friday night, drive back Sunday morning to Portland and stuff like that, and I, um even some flights where it's, you know, Thursday night through Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, whatever it is. So you, you know, you force yourself to, to find the best of the best. And that's, what's cool about having all these, these different outlets that create content to promote stuff like that. So you can have a good idea of what's, what is the best of the best before arriving there and having to sort of figure it out on your own. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, cool to see these like um, beer trails or whatever you want to call them, like the, the stamps and stuff like that. Like that's, it's promoting travel tourism, you know, that kind of thing for your city. And I think Richmond does a really good job of that because like there's triple crossing, there's Vail, there's like the, the big players. And then you have all these other little ones in between and they're all doing exciting stuff at least. You know, they're all different. They're all at least a little unique and it's worth, you know, driving around or, or throwing into Google, you know, Hey, what's, uh, what's around here? You know, that kind of thing. Like, so that was, that was probably one of the highlights of the year for me, for sure. 
Yeah, so I guess we'll, let's get into the juicy stuff. Um, worst beer of the year. Oh, so mine, uh, I, I did say this last week, and I'm not really going to go into it too much because I did explain myself if you listen to that episode. But uh, mine was probably Bob from Shubrew. Um, <laughs> as much as we love those guys, I'll say it again. Uh, Erica and Zach are great. Um, they do put out some awesome beers. I don't like pineapple beer, and so drinking a pineapple ghost was probably not my my best idea anyway. But that was my that was my low point of the year, I guess, as far as craft beer goes. So I, I don't know if I, I'm sure if I if I really thought back to when I first got out here that I would pick. There are definitely some breweries that I that I went to that I when I first got out here um, that I was really just trying to go to to get a stamp on the the bend beer passport or whatever they call it um they do this thing out here where if you get 18 stamps or 16 stamps whatever it is for every brewery in the area you get like a a mug or a t-shirt or something from from like the bend department of you know visitation or whatever they call it visitation um (laughs) What's the word? What's the word? Uh, the, tourism, <laughs> tourism, or whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, I'm sure that there was somewhere I was like, mm, yeah, this isn't really that good. The one that that sticks out in my mind, and it's not even a bad year. It's it's mostly the experience. So this this the experience that I had was, um, I hate Seattle with a passion. <laughs> oh, we fucking okay? know. We fucking so, know. And this isn't even, it's not even from the trip to Seattle. Cause I looking back, like everything that I said about like roasting Seattle and everything, like we had a blast. We had a great trip. It was a lot of fun to spend time there. Um, and we did have, like, we had some like craft ginger beer and stuff that was like really kind of off the wall, but very delicious and, and cool to kind of see something different than what I typically see where it's just IPA on an IPA. So the reason I hate, like I, I continue to, uh, and, and again, okay. So let me take that back. I'm not sitting here saying that I love Seattle or that I want to take ev- maybe everything back. I'm, I'm sure that I just said, I, I take it all back, but I don't, uh, there are definitely some awful parts about Seattle. And one of the most awful parts is the airport. So you fly into Seattle to go to, fucking everywhere like you know they do they do flights across the fucking pacific they do european flights they do cross country to the midwest i mean it's a, it's it's a pretty big airport right yeah, yeah um i would say of the 10 times that i've been there i've been delayed seven oh, or geez. or just or flat out or flat out canceled right so one of those times i think it, it was it was because I, it wasn't even because of anything going on in Seattle. We had gotten a big storm uh, in Redmond. This was, I think, around the first time I visited back in February for Dad's birthday. Yeah. So got stuck in Pittsburgh for a night, which, you know, there are worse things. Sure. Uh, I mean, I was planning on leaving, though. So, it wasn't, like, everybody was at work and stuff, and it was just kind of me sitting there doing, also doing work just at my parents' house, which is kind of lame. So got stuck in Pittsburgh, flew from Pittsburgh to Atlanta, which is, I don't know, two hours or something. Not quite. Yeah. Atlanta to Seattle is like a five and a half or six hour flight. And it is brutal. 
So get to Seattle, and I'm, I'm like, I really hope that the, the airport's not closed for a second day. Surprise. It's the closed. airport's closed. Redmond, <laughs> right? So I get stuck in Seattle. I go to, and I'm like, I don't know anything about Seattle. This is before we actually visited Seattle for the first time. Went, went to the hotel bar because I was, you know, I was too afraid or I didn't want to spend the money on an Uber to go somewhere and get food or whatever. And it was, it was pretty late, I think. We got in at like, I'm going to say like 10 o'clock. So there's not a lot open at that time. So I go to the hotel bar and I see a, a beer from a brewery in Alaska. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, you don't really see that anywhere sure sure you know i'm never going to a lot like who's gonna go to fucking alaska <laughs> i've heard yeah. it's beautiful country up there no i'm sure it is yeah and, and <laughs> i've thought about visiting there but i'm not i'm not outdoorsy enough you know right it would yeah be like uh you wouldn't be snowmobiling like or yeah <laughs> you know you know the book into the wild where like the guy goes up there and like just he goes crazy or something and and like gets lost and dies in the middle of the woods Yes. So I am for I ordered this beer. Apparently this beer is actually very popular, right? It's, it's a beer that they, sh- you know, ship from Alaska, like all over the West coast. And I, I, it's, it's from Alaska brewing and it's like, they're, they're like red lager or something. I paid literally, it was a, it was like an 18 ounce pour something weird. Or it was like a 20 paid $16 for it. Oh my God. At the hotel bar, at the hotel bar, $16. <laughs> and I, I got it and I was like, this beer sucks. Why did I order this? And it, it, again, it wasn't that bad, but at the time I'm like, I literally just wasted like money that I could have spent on like a four pack from any other brewery in the country. That would have been better than this fucking beer that I just had. <laughs> I'll have to, I'm going to have to fact check myself. Uh, Trevor might call this one out and and know what beer specifically I'm talking about, but there's one beer from like Alaska brewing company that they ship all over the West coast. And it's, it's like a lager or something. And it's the, the experience combined with the beer just not being that good. And the price really just sent me through the roof. And I was like, (laughs) if this is what Seattle has to offer, then I'm not going to like Seattle. And Big shocker. I didn't like Seattle. So it's that's, not that was, Anchorage that brewing. Like, is it? What, what's the beer? There's a beer that like is, is probably checked in a lot. Well, so I'm not like finding a, Alaska beer. I'm, I'm searching for Alaska brewing. It could be, it could be Anchorage. Anchorage makes some I'm, great beer. Anchorage brewing. I'm flying company. off the cuff. But yeah, Anchorage makes some great beer. They're they're known for like some really good stuff. Um, <clears throat> I forget what the the stout that they make is, but it's oh, a deal with the devil is the one that they it's their barley wine. But that one's like a a big hit in the craft beer community. The uh, I don't know. I'm just looking at their list right now and I don't see anything that says red lager or anything like that. So yeah, I'll have to look back cause I'm pretty sure that I checked it in. Um, and whatever rating I gave it was probably like two points too high. <laughs> I probably gave it like a 3.25. It should have gotten a one. Oh geez. <laughs> um, but again, that's more of like an experience based, uh, opinion, not, not so much. Uh, and there we have the itself. problem with untapped, right? <laughs> So, you know, 
that's I would say that 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 pretty much sums up my year in beer. I mean, I could go back and rehash everything that I've done this year, but again, if you think about a lot of like the major cities on the West Coast and the beer that they're making, it's all pretty good. And and the places that I went to, uh, again, were all pretty good. I don't know if I had anything that I said, you know, it was it was really terrible or, you know, there, there wasn't, again, there's not a beer that, that comes to mind where I'm thinking, if I, if I had, if I was, you know, gun to my head, I could probably give you a beer that I hated this year. But everybody's doing some different things. You know, it, it's not like everything tastes exactly the same. Um, and And that's kind of refreshing knowing that, they're, you know, the West Coast is such a big hub for craft beer, especially, you know, down in Southern California and Northern California, uh, up into Oregon, obviously. Um, but y- you're never going to have two of the same exact beer. And that's that's what I really like about having moved out here and getting to experience some of that. So I don't want to I don't want to call out anyone specifically, but. Uh, it's just, it's making me, I think more excited than anything to, to get to some other cities on the West coast and, and see what they have to offer. Um, I think that Denver is probably on my list right now as, as a top place to visit in the next few months here. I have a couple of friends that are living there right now, so it it should be pretty easy to find, uh, a place to stay and, and get out there and see some of Denver, which I hear is very cool. Uh, and is obviously big into the craft beer scene. Yeah, so I think I found it. I think it's uh, Alaskan Brewing Company, not okay. Alaska. <laughs> um, and oh, I want to. Sorry, yeah, sorry. my fault. That we that's me. I, I was yeah. being yeah. too specific on Untapped, but I think it's Alaskan. Um, they have an Imperial Red. That's a red ale. It's like eight and a half percent. Does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds probably right because I'm sure that after that flight, I was like, I need something with the most alcohol possible. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just called Imperial Red. Um, so I, I mean, I don't know. It's it's got nine thousand some check ins on Untapped. So I mean, that's a a pretty sizable check in amount. Um, it seems like it's pretty well reviewed, albeit, you know, it's not like a four and a half or something like that. It's like three and no, it's, I, I lied. I lied. It's, uh, the Amber. Okay. The Alaskan Brewing Co. Amber. It's, uh, I gave it a three and a half in, in typical Jake fashion, not, not wanting to shit on anybody. Right. <laughs> uh, looking back, I paid too much for it and they charged too much for it. But again, it was a hotel bar. So I was sort of at the mercy of what the hotel was charging. I think I also spent like $25 on a burger at the same time. So really just a, uh, it was a $40 meal that should have been 20. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get that, but I mean, that seems like uh, if that's the worst beer that you had, then it's still a pretty good year, right? Like other than the Definitely. fact it was a great year. Great, <laughs> great, great beer year. For uh, for young Jacob over here, yeah, um, yeah, you got to a couple of places that I'm super jealous of that you didn't bring any beer back from. Yeah, it was. It's just difficult. I I don't like traveling with more than a carry on. Um, to a lot of places for obvious of the reasons, hassle of all involved, you know, with having to 
sometimes wait for it. And, and if they lose your bag, then it's like a whole day and a half process to get it back. Um, I, I prefer to just travel light because, you know, I like to be able to, to move around quickly and, and if something were to happen to it, if somebody were to steal it or something, I don't have enough stuff that's worth much to, to you know, cry over. I can just replace it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, as far as new beers resolutions go. Oh yeah. Yeah. We forgot about this. <laughs> this, this will be a good way to, to cap it off. Maybe we can list a couple, um, a piece, but definitely new cities to visit. Um, I got a lot on my list. Uh, I mean, Europe, I, I've been thinking about going to Europe for, for really the entire year. I've, I've been, you know, pondering when I'm going to try to make that trip. Um, I have a couple, I have a friend that's living in London right now uh, that I went to high school with and, and it would be cool to, to potentially get out there while he's there. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, uh, domestic cities to visit, like I said, Denver is up there. Um, I've heard really good things about Boise, Idaho, really, uh, which is only about a five hour drive from, from where I'm living in Bend. Um, that seems like a pretty that, good weekend would, trip actually. Yeah. And I, I don't, I really don't mind the driving either. I, I, I enjoy driving and the five hours is like nothing I've done. I've done 10 back and forth from Boston on like four or five different occasions now. And even that's, you know, not all that bad. It's, it kind of sucks, but, uh, the, the five, because there's not really any flights to Boise from here. So you, you kind of have to drive it or you're going to be spending way too much money. So, you know, that's, that's sort of like back burner. I would love to get back to Vegas. Um, spent a couple of days there, uh, this past year. And I'm sure there's still a lot that I need to see going there. So there's that, um, you know, Dallas or Austin, Texas, something like that. And then uh, Alex and I are planning on going to Chicago this year at some point too. So yeah, Alex uh, was talking been, about never that. Been a, never been to Chicago, so that's that's definitely uh, on on the radar for this year. As far as uh, specific breweries or specific beers that I want to try, I mean, Half Acre has got to be on that list if we go to Chicago. Oh um, God, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know. In Denver, there are just so many. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't write a list down, but I, I, I'm sure if you Google it, you can run off ten pretty easily. Yeah, there's like Outer Range. There's um, True is out that way. I don't know if they're mm-hmm. in Denver proper, but I know they're like within like an hour or two driving. Um, there's- yeah, so we'll see what I can do when I get there if I can sort of bebop around uh, a little bit or if I'm just going to stay pretty close. I, I would imagine I would stay pretty close to the city, but even within the city limits, I'm sure you have. Yeah. I'm sure you can find some five, great beer, five to seven to 10 different options. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So I mean, that, so you have, you have a more of a those, plan than I do. My <laughs> list is, is definitely uh, to try to hit a couple of those different cities. Um, yeah. And I I'll would be say- back in Pittsburgh too. So I, I you know, I, there's still some in Pittsburgh that I haven't done. I haven't been to the Simulans warehouse. I haven't, you know, uh, a couple of different places that aren't necessarily breweries, but, you know, have good options for craft beer, like, uh, you know, the small men and federal galleys, stuff like that. But it's been a while since I've been there, but 
um, those are, those are definitely smaller than, than the trips that I want to take this year. And, and I got bit by the travel bug this year and, and I'm hoping to keep that rolling into 2020. Absolutely. I would, I would say that's, uh, one thing that you want to not lose sight of, right? Because once you do, it's going to be hard to get back into and that kind of thing. But, um, I would say my beer cities this year, um, Sarah and I want to go to the beach at some point. So we're thinking maybe do like Rehoboth Dewey in Delaware. And I mean, there's a lot of good beer out there, right? Dewey for one, um, dogfish head, obviously, but, um, another one that's on the list and it's, it, it's a short list for me this year. Cause I don't know how much traveling I'm going to do, but, um, Asheville, North Carolina would be another one that everybody's talking about. There's like, I mean, it, it's obviously been years that they've been establishing this, but there's like uh, Sierra Nevada's there, New Belgium's there. So there's a, a couple of big players, but there's also a ton of smaller ones that everybody seems to be really like the scene there is just incredible. So that would be my two. Um, I'd like to get West Coasty, but I don't know if it's in the cards this year, to be honest. So I'd like to go to LA or San Diego or, you know, even like San Francisco or something like that. Just, you know, get out there. Cause Sarah's lived in Monterey for a couple of years and we've talked about this at length, but she wants to get back there eventually. So I think that would be a cool spot too. Like Monterey is supposed to be like beautiful when it's, you know, nice weather, <laughs> but it is. Yeah. And definitely recommend the West coast. Um, Asheville is one of those places that I, I forgotten about, but I, I know that we've talked about, uh, Pretty frequent. I mean, you know, not frequently, maybe, but but it's it definitely comes up when you think of the coolest or or most up and coming beer cities in the country. Um, I was I was thinking that you were going to go more like Hudson Valley, uh, like New York area. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I so I did. That I've never been to New York years ago. Like I, I mean, New York City. That I feel like right, New York right, City right, would be a cool, cool trip too because there's you know there's so many like cool multiple like breweries that have multiple locations there and stuff like that. So I feel like that would be kind of cool. Yeah. I think that. So, so I did, I did the Hudson Valley sort of, I mean, I only spent a couple of days cause I was like sort of broke and I didn't want to <clears throat> spend like an outrageous amount of money on, on going out there. But I did, I got to industrial arts, which is still, still maybe at the top of my list of like the coolest kind of experiences that I've ever had. And I was only there for 15 or 20 minutes. And, and that place is just doing ridiculous stuff. Uh, yeah. You talk about that. Definitely like on the, uh, like it's one of your favorite spots for sure. <laughs> it pretty much is. Yeah. And I've only been there once and I've really only had five or six of their beers, but just seeing what they're doing, the way that they're doing things. And I sort of geek out about that, but um, I mean, you, you can go to within that area. If you want, if you want to, you know, make it like a week long trip, you could do that area and work your way down to the city, which I think would be awesome. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I could write out an itinerary right now about places that I would want to go in, in that area of the country. But um, Delaware seems cool. You know, uh, North Carolina, I think, is just like a beautiful state in general. So, you know, finding any reason to go there would be cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's not too far into the deep south that you're going to – you'll probably see some Confederate flags, but <laughs> maybe not as many if, as if you went to, like, Georgia. 
right? Or Mississippi or something. Um, I'll be traveling a little bit for work. So I don't know. I don't know what that's going to mean for me being able to bounce around and go to some places. I know that we'll be in Fort Lauderdale at some point. Um, and I would love to hit Jay, uh, Jay Wakefield. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll keep that on the list. I mean, that's a little bit further South than Fort Lauderdale. Um, and I don't know how much time I'll be able to spend there or, or what I'll be able to get away with, but that, that would definitely be, uh, you know, sort of my reach brewery if I could, um, not, not a, not a super far reach. Cause I will definitely be in that area, but, um, I don't know what the logistics of that will be. Right. Right. So I think that's a good place to stop. I mean, we, we got through a lot. Uh, I, thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about some of the stuff that I, I got into this year. Um, it's cool. It's, I like reminiscing on stuff like that. It's been a good year. Um, you know, hopefully we'll all continue to be able to get around and, and travel as much as I did. Probably not quite as much, uh, as I did this year. Um, just with the, the job prospects moving forward, but, um, yeah. I mean, just, you got to get out and see things like, I, you know, I can't, I can't, uh, say that enough. Uh, I'm not trying to, you know, come from a position of, uh, better than you cause I've traveled everywhere, but it's, it's just great. And there's so many cool experiences that you can have when you get out there, uh, especially when they're related to beer. One um, thing I do want to do real quick here before we totally wrap up, um, is some new beers resolutions for the podcast specifically. So I know we did this yeah, last year sure. and we talked about having like a guest on every month and that kind of thing. And that we kept up pretty well on it. I would say, um, we are going to have uh, Phil from drunk planet glassware and uh, voodoo new Ken. He's going to be on next week. Um, or not next week, the, the following week. Uh, wait, what day is it? Yeah, it'll be the following weekend, but, um, the uh, yeah, I want I want to keep the guest train rolling for sure, but I also want to get a website up and running, and we're gonna do um, some merch, even if it's just for us. That's that's gonna be my kind of podcast uh, new beers resolutions. Um, do you have anything that you'd like to see us do in the new year? Yeah, I mean, I think that we could solidify a few things about the podcast. Uh, get some some consistent music. I think maybe something that we write ourselves and perform, which would be cool. Uh, I'm not. I don't really. I don't play any instruments aside from the saxophone that I haven't touched in six years. But uh, if there's <laughs> so, you're saying Nick can... write some damn music. <laughs> well, one of my one of my resolutions this year was to was to learn how to play piano. Oh, okay. So I haven't made any strides toward doing that, but I have been looking at maybe some used keyboards online. Ben's not a great area, but I think when I get to California, there'll be more options as far as some like cheaper, but not like cheap, cheap keyboards that I can buy and maybe uh, get into that a little bit. Um, as far as the the logo goes, we're, we're working on that a little bit, uh, trying to hammer that out. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it was a, it, it, it was a good year for the podcast for sure. I mean, we're coming up on, on the two year anniversary here in a couple of months. Um, episode 100 is on the horizon. Yeah. And, um, you know, so what one of one Oh four will be the, the two year, right? Well, That's technically we missed years. a couple of weeks in there, so we'll probably be closer to episode 100 for yeah, the, yeah, uh, so. for the two year anniversary. Cause our, our anniversary is tax day. I figured this out. We recorded on April 15th, 2018. 
So yeah. that was our first podcast. So we will definitely be, wow. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to do something crazy. We'll get some guests on and maybe do like a, a big round table talk. Um, I am excited for uh, Field Fest 412 coming up here in March because we are doing a pre-beer festival podcast. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I think that we're going to have a blast with that. Ryan from Fueled by Hops is setting that up. So basically, I'm bringing my gear. We're going to record eight microphones at once and just have like a, a round table with the brewers that are going to be there as well as some other Pittsburgh podcasts like Hop Nation USA, the Fueled by Hops Behind the Hops podcast. Um, I think Jason Sircone is going to be there with his uh, Breaking Brews podcast as well. Um, we're going to try to get Jaron from the Pittsburgh craft beer scene. Um, I think that's his, I think that's the title of his. I can't, I honestly don't know, but he's the one that does the, um, the podcast with Andrew from dancing gnome now too. So hopefully it's going to be, uh, it'll be a fun time. I know Kenny Gold's going to be involved with that too. He's going to be there. So we're going to have hop culture on. Um, so it should be, it should be a, a really kick-ass event. Um, if you haven't gotten tickets yet, their uh, GA is still available. Early entry is still available. They did sell out of VIPs, but it's uh, Fueled Fest 412. So fueledbyhops.com to get your tickets. Um, look for us there. I'll be the uh, I'll be the representative for the podcast at that one. And uh, looking forward to it. Honestly, I think Ryan's going to put on a hell of an event. So that's my uh, my social media plugs for the week. <laughs> Um, so thanks again to Ryan for coming on our, our podcast and having us on one of his episodes, um, really cool stuff coming out of field by hops right now. So with that, I think, uh, we'll wrap for the week. Uh, so thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for, uh, welcoming me back with open arms, Nick, and, uh, looking forward to the next, next few weeks and months, uh, in the craft beer scene. Yeah. So I, I feel like you might be on for a couple episodes in a row, hopefully. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I yeah, know I it's going to be tough. <laughs> I have uh, some. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I always have like something going on, so I. I Which I'm is great. Try my best, but uh, yeah, that's that's what's cool is that if even if I miss a week, I usually have some some fun things to talk about. Uh, but yeah, cool. Well, so, yeah, thanks for uh, hanging out again, guys. Um, really appreciate the listens. If you guys have any feedback for us, please keep it cute in the comments. Um, check us out uh, throughout the year. Here, we're going to be trying to do some new stuff and keeping it uh keeping it as unscripted as we can so cheers to you jake you want to raise a glass cheers hello and welcome to the end of the podcast you made it this far so why not go and follow us on social media at the weekly recap on instagram at the weekly recap one on Twitter or email us at the weekly recap one at gmail.com.